Welcome to Comic Book Fight Club. The Surgeon General has determined that the following show has no socially redeeming value and preliminary test results on a control group of fanboys has indicated that it may be carcinogenic. Please be advised that this podcast will use prolific amounts of saucy language and thoroughly unpolitically correct imagery. Despite appearances to the contrary, the participants of this roundtable are not completely horrible, horrible human beings. They simply have no filters. Regardless, it is not recommended that you listen to this podcast if you are pregnant, nursing, intend to become pregnant, vegan, have a history of mental disorder, heart disease, diabetes, or think Twilight might be cool. I mean, really, an apex predator that sparkles in direct sunlight? Give me a break. And on a final note, fuck Batman. Let's get ready to rumble! Greetings, and welcome to a very special episode of the Quantum Cast, our first of Comic Book Fight Club, the podcast. I'm Gene Hendricks, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Mr. Jeff Fishman. Greetings, all. And because this is such an important event, we have a roundtable of experts to help you with the Fight Club Bay. And by experts, do you define that as just people that could get on Skype with us? Yeah, you have another definition? <laughs> no, I know the definition. If you have a microphone, you're an expert. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, those... internet connection. <laughs> <laughs> and those dulcet tones belong to Mr. Nero Chotsky. Hello. And also with us is our good friend and screenwriter extraordinaire, Mr. Sean Strain. Hi there. <laughs> <laughs> Can we turn the energy level up above <laughs> three quarters of a percent? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And rounding out our round table is the hair metal hero himself, Mr. Chris Tyler. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Such a coach you are, Jeff. Such a coach. I, I am. I am. You know, I am the wind beneath most people's wings. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, Bet Miller references, really? That's only because he broke wind. <laughs> <laughs> waka, waka, waka. Uh. <laughs> All right, so uh, you want to start off with an undercard first, guys? Sure. Let's go with the uh, first undercard, and this one should be a pretty interesting discussion. We have Archie Andrews from the Archie comic book series, and I'm talking regular, alive Archie. We're not going with the zombie Archie. (laughs) Versus everyone's least favorite cub reporter, Jimmy Olsen. (laughs) <laughs> and this is Jimmy non-powered Olsen, just nitwit with a bow tie. All right, that was going to be one of my questions. <laughs> <laughs> not Turtle Boy, okay. Not Turtle Boy, not Alaska Lad, or whatever the hell. All right. I, I'm all over this. <laughs> oh, I bet you are. <laughs> I it's, bet you it's, are. It's the ginger hair. It's the ginger hair. You didn't like the Quasar versus Johnny Storm twink fight, but the not gingers... <laughs> Those freckles, those freckles are going to be tan and white, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, it's all sticky. Oh, my God. Uh, well, Wait, we're only three minutes into the podcast, and there's already one of those comments. I love you guys. I love you, too. Good. I mean, you know. In a just friend spooning kind of way. I'm too big to spoon. I ladle. 
<laughs> oh, the imagery. The imagery. <laughs> That's going to be an interesting Langsby trip. <laughs> uh, oh, <yeah>. man. <laughs> Dibs on Big Spoon. <laughs> Don't fall asleep before me. <laughs> I won't be asleep, but my eyes will be closed. <laughs> We don't call him the Big Dipper for nothing. <laughs> hey, were we supposed to be recording a podcast? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. It's already done. We lost <laughs> it. This is the best part. <laughs> no one tunes in to hear the actual conversation. They just want this. Uh, that's true. Uh, well, Sean, since you have some strong opinions on this, why don't you go first? Okay, here's the thing with these, with these, guys, with these oh, guys. Oh, shut off his mic, totally. Let him just keep on fucking talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Was that out loud? I'm sorry. Straight up in the comics to look at them, they both don't look like much. But Archie plays basketball. But they've bas- got big hearts. Hang on a second. Archie, Archie plays basketball, football, and uh, baseball, and he's a letterman in all three. So he's working out almost every day of the year for sports. Yes. Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen is a photographer. Straight up in, a, in just a regular head-to-head fist fight, Archie's kicking Jimmy Olsen's ass up and down the halls, left and right, laughing at him. But Archie's best friend, and usually when it comes down to like just two normal guys fighting, their friends love getting involved. Archie's best friend is Jughead. Jimmy Olsen is friends with Superman. <laughs> so if they get their friends involved. Archie and Jughead are toast because Superman just kill anybody mm-hmm. wants. And uh, unless they have Kryptonite, yeah. well, yeah, we can't right. our, <laughs> our high school. our high school Letterman isn't getting Kryptonite. Point of order: Jimmy Olsen is Superman's pal. <laughs> I thought that would get a bigger laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just I'm contemplating the implications. He was also. He was also adopted by Superman at one time too. That raises whole other questions. <laughs> was he his? Was he his? His? Uh, his ward, as they say. Yeah, yes, that's what you want to call both, it. Both walking around the house wearing bathrobes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sean, I gotta say, I love, I love the analogy she just did. I, I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. Assuming that you know Archie doesn't spend all of his time eating hamburgers with Jughead, or. <laughs> You know, chasing after Betty and Veronica. And not right. fucking them. A, yeah, <laughs> and, and not fucking them. Maybe he's fucking Jughead. We don't know. We don't judge. Equal opportunity offenders. But I do believe that, yeah, okay, so the dude's got to have be in shape to some degree. Even, even, even if he is the worst player on all of those teams. He is going to be in better physical shape than the best photographer on the fucking planet. I, I will actually, I, and this is not indicative of the way I'm going to go, but that's not a gay joke. Uh, I will actually stick up for Jimmy Olsen a little bit, and it's it's paining me to do it. The, the, the man, the, the man, the boy is actually, he is a photographer, but he's seen some shit. He's seen buildings collapse, you know. He's I, I'm sure there's been runs where he's gone to, you know, the front lines of whatever fake country DC wants to send him. So he's not a stranger to getting in the middle of stuff. That being said, 
I don't know. Archie <laughs> did survive an encounter with the Punisher. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, Archie versus the Punisher. It's real. Archie. Archie versus the Punisher. Hell yeah! There was a guy. There was a criminal that looked just like Archie Andrews, and the Punisher tracked him to Riverdale. <laughs> You're shitting me. I am not shitting you. If I was shitting you, I would be split in two right now. I wouldn't be talking to you. It's real. That's that. That's going to be the main main point that I have is he survived an encounter with the Punisher. So you're agreeing with Sean's analysis that Archie wins over. Yeah, yeah. And, and okay. Honestly, and honestly, like I, you know, I, I, I think you know, you get Moose involved. Uh, he, he might be able to take a couple pot shots at Superman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is, you know, let's let's redefine. This is one on one. On one. one. Archie yeah. versus no holds barred, but no, you know, no interference. No one comes running down the aisle with a chair, slashes, smashes somebody in the back. You know, there's no kryptonite in All a right. pocket. All right. Okay. That yeah, it's it's got to be Archie. Come on. There's there's no. There's no contest. Yeah. There's yeah. no contest. I, I don't know. I got to weigh in here. I mean, Archie versus... I, I would say it's Archie just because of Betty and Veronica. Hell, you know, why not? <laughs> and so if it comes down to it, though, I vote Quasar. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course Quasar beats everyone. I mean, that's, that's a goddamn given. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean... Um, you know, the fact that he's going to have to go after Betty and Veronica and, you know, Who, the other wait, guy no. hasn't. Let's, def- no. let's find this. I mean, go after, like, I'm trying to court Betty yeah. and Veronica or, like, you know, they're going to have to fight Betty and Veronica, too. <laughs> yeah. you, well, you, if they have to fight Betty and Veronica, too, that's a loss. I'm sorry. That's no, we all win in that regard. Especially if there's Either that or that's pay-per-view, whichever you want to call it. So, Nero, break yeah. it down for me. What side are you on? Archie or... I gotta go with Archie. Okay, so that's four for Archie. Gene, come on, are you gonna make me making this unanimous? Well, he's gonna vote for Quasar. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt, go with Quasar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I should point out that, yeah, we're not counting any of the powered Jimmy Olsons, but Jimmy Olsen did, unpowered, go up against a vampire at one point and survive. Of course he did. But, (laughs) that being said, I gotta go with Archie. Because I fucking hate Jimmy Olsen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's the right thing I need. I think we can all agree that we all fucking hate Jimmy Olsen. There's your unbiased opinion from Gene there. Right. right. Wait a second. He doesn't seem like a bad guy. Why? Why does? Why does? Sucks. Why does all the time? Why does everybody hate him? Because he's a douchebag. He's a douchebag. He's a ginger and has no soul. Hey. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Okay. So I'm gonna call this for Archie, and I... uh, we're gonna make it official throughout the universe. Archie beats. I'm sorry, I just I stroked out there for a minute. <laughs> oh, oh, no, don't stroke while you're talking to us. That's nasty. <laughs> I, I told you not to turn off his mic. <laughs> My goodness. All right, so Archie wins out 
over Jimmy Olsen. And we're going to do a quick lightning round. Betty or Veronica, who would you rather fuck? Gene? Betty. Which one's the brunette? Veronica's the brunette. She's Veronica. rich. Veronica. Nero. Betty. Chris? Uh, Midge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I would go with, uh, I'd go with Betty as well. Oh, no. Sorry. No, I actually I like the ginger that they brought in for Achi just because you know having to not pick two girls wasn't fun enough. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't the question. Uh, if that's the case, uh, well, you, you, yeah, like I said, you caught Betty, you fuck Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. That is the winning opinion. You you won podcasts, sir. You won podcasts. Thank you. That's why I'm here. So, Gene, what do you say we take a break and then we come back with our second undercard? That's a good idea. We'll see you right after this message from a wonderful podcast. Gathered together from the disparate reaches of geekdom, here in this restaurant booth are the most powerful forces of geek ever assembled. Ryan, the toy geek. Scott, the award-winning radio host. Jeff, Scott's minion. And Ron, just Ron. Dedicated to truth. Justice and geek for all mankind. It's Dinner for Geeks. Dinner for Geeks proudly crusades at twotruefreaks.com. Welcome back. Our next matchup is going to be Rom the Space Knight versus Boba Fett. Now, just in case some of you don't know who we're talking about, here's a little background on Rom. He is a space knight from the planet Galador. He was the first of 1,000 volunteers to go through the process of turning him into a cyborg in order to battle the dire wraiths, an invading alien race. Rom's body is made up of palladium, which is a metal that can stand up to Wolverine's adamantium claws. It is also self-repairing. The armor also gives him super strength, flight, and the, the ability to breathe in any atmosphere and to survive in the vacuum of space. Rom is armed with the Neutralizer, a weapon that can banish its target to limbo. It can also fire beams of energy with various settings from stun to kill, and also neutralize various forms of energy. Jeff, I believe you have something on Boba Fett. Yeah, I have something on Boba Fett here. Now, I'm not going to be nearly as polished as Eugene is, because I don't give <laughs> as much of a darn. Well, you could just say... It's Boba Fett. <laughs> it's, well, I could say it's Boba Fett. And it is Boba Fett. So most of my information, folks, is coming from Wikipedia. So if you want to have a more in-detailed de look at Boba Fett, go look it up your fucking self and read it. But um, <clears throat> Boba Fett first appeared on screen and was in a cartoon uh, part of the Star Wars Holiday Special when it aired in 1978. If you haven't ever watched that, don't. It sucks ass. <laughs> but I have. And, that yeah. cartoon is good, though. That cartoon's decent. That's why it's, it's on the Blu-ray set. 
<laughs> His popularity and mystique were also contributed to by the fact that Kenner released a Boba Fett action figure before The Empire Strikes Back was released. Boba Fett is a Mandalorian, which is a culture that revolves around battle, with, a, with war being a source of honor and pride for their community. He's a warrior and a bounty hunter. He was the only unaltered clone of the famed Jango Fett, also a bounty hunter, one of the first of many Fett replicas designed to become part of the Grand Army of the Republic and raised as Jango's son. Jango taught Boba much, training him to become a skilled bounty hunter, as was his father figure before him. When Jango was killed at the Battle of Genosis, which opened the Clone Wars, just a boy Boba was forced to grow up and took traveling the galaxy, later became bounty hunter and took assignments from beings such as Jabba the Hutt and achieved notoriety despite his young age. Now, Boba Fett, badass, doesn't speak a lot, but gets the job done. He has uh, Mandalorian armor, was originally constructed from Doraplast, allowing it to sustain great deals of damage without degrading. Fett switched out all his armor plates prior to the Mandalorian mission under uh, contract from Admiral Dalla to retake the Star Destroyer Bloodfin. He opted to replace the helmet when he could later add all of the electronics to it himself after taking several blast shots during the conflict. Fett decided that extra weight of the new armor was worth it since he noticed distinct differences in how much more punishment the armor could take than his previous Dora Steel armor. The new armor is able to withstand a lightsaber hit, I guess for lack of a better word, without having it penetrating and hurting him. Boba has, and again, this goes on for like four or six pages, guys, <laughs> so uh, I'm just paraphrasing. Fett has multiple guns that he uh, keeps with him. He has a Mitronome 7.6 jetpack. The fuel tank uh, held a enough fuel for three 20-second blasts. 20-second um, second blast. And three, a quantity of three of those. Uh, Fett could reach a top speed of 145 kilometers per hour with a maximum range of two kilometers. Uh, he has a carbine rifle more powerful than a stormtrooper's blaster. Uh, it is outfitted with a scope for sniping and fast draw shoulder sling. It fired short bursts for more accuracy and power. He has several different sidearms, grappling hooks, wrist gauntlet-mounted uh, gauntlet uh, blasters, flame projector, and uh, lasers. So, again, badass ultimate bounty hunter of the Star Wars universe. I gotta tell you, it's hard to make a real comparison because you're coming with two different from two different universes right and it seems like rom is probably outpowering boba fett in my opinion but i'd like to hear what you guys think who would like to go first i'll i'll break it open <laughs> uh let's see most <laughs> of you will yeah i will uh most of what you just said um i never saw any of that because uh let's see he's in the movie for about three minutes uh, yeah, well, that that's the expanded universe for you. This is for what you. expanded Sound universe? Right? It's gone. It's gone. We don't know Boba Fett's backstory now. We know he was a kid when his dad got his head chopped off, and uh, you know, much like his father, he goes out like a punk. <laughs> he falls into a giant vagina dentata. Yeah, I said it. Uh, there was no beak on it when I saw it. Uh, <laughs> that would be even more creepy. Yeah, if that's what it was like in real life. 
Uh, he does nothing. He has a fantastic costume, and his original voice is awesome. The only thing he does right in those movies is he tracks the Millennium Falcon to Cloud City. Once they get there, he doesn't do a goddamn thing uh, until the next time he shows up and he looks menacing and then he falls into the sand vagina. Uh, Rom? It's, it's Rom, man! I'm, I'm, what, do you, what else do you want me to say? There you go. It's Rom. Rom wins. Boba Fett's lame. Don't hold back. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> fuck Boba Fett, man. Fuck him in the asshole with a big rotten wow. dick. Fuck Boba Fett. I said it. I don't care, man. He's such a minor character. He looks awesome, but he does nothing. First of all, he, he survived the Sarlacc Mall. Bullshit. I didn't see him crawl out of that thing. I've read, I've read that book, too. That book don't mean shit. <laughs> all right, Sean, what is your opinion on this? Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about Rom other than uh, he was defeated by Parker Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> that has been the most convincing argument so far. I mean, that's what, that's all I know. Is they, Parker Brothers took away the licensing rights, and he's not allowed to show up in the comics anymore. Uh, he, he's he's a robot, right? No, he's a guy. Didn't you listen Don't to the you story? Listen, you no, I listened. He 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 turned into a uh, what android? Cyborg. Cyborg. So he's it's a, a big half, difference. Big difference. A huge difference. Half, half guy, half robot. Yes. Awesome. That's great. Like a centurion, is he man or machine? Oh, or those toys were awesome. Thank you, thank you for the one and a half listeners that got that joke. I'm a child of the '80s. So so his 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 armor can. Stand Wolverine's claws, but you just said that Boba Fett's armor can withstand a fucking lightsaber, which I would think would be able to cut through Wolverine's claws. So, uh, yeah, Boba Fett, man, all the way. He's the biggest badass in the galaxy. All right, so hold on a second. Are we saying that the cutting power of a wolf, of Wolverine's claws are equal to that? Of a lightsaber is that less, is that the call we're making right now? Lesser, less than. Less lightsaber, lightsaber can heat up to melt metal. Yeah. So Wolverine's claws are made out of metal. Doesn't matter how hard the metal is; it's still metal. It'll fucking melt. <laughs> I love listening to how your mind works. Keep going. <laughs> so if if the argument is. Wolf, uh, Rom can withstand Wolverine's claws. Boba Fett can withstand a lightsaber. Boba Fett's armor is stronger. So in a like just straight up like what fist fight or laser battle fight, Boba, Boba Fett's armor is going to withstand longer than Rom's. So Rom loses eventually. I never okay. saw a lightsaber pierce uh, Boba Fett or uh, not pierce him in the movies. Yeah, yeah, you know I think it's a matter of theory and practice because. We see all this stuff about Boba Fett and everything that it, that his armor can do and all the lasers and guns and everything, but none of us has ever seen any of this happen. And we've seen stuff happen for Rom the Space Knight where he goes around and kicks people's ass, pretty much bottom line. So I think hands down it's got to be Rom the Space Knight. You Wait, know? so you're I mean, saying just because you haven't seen it, it can't possibly exist? Exactly. Okay, so all of, 
Oh, man has convictions. If, if George Lucas came out and said, a lightsaber cannot pierce Boba Fett's armor, okay, I'll give it to you. But until that day comes, which it won't now, because he's not involved. He has nothing to say about it nothing anymore. Nothing to say about it, right. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, mean, back, to, back to one of Sean's points, saying he got out of the, out of the Silac. You know, every time he's gotten out of that in any story, he has to get put back in it, because he's a bitch. <laughs> Rob banishes him to limbo. It's the bottom of the fucking Silac pit. And plus, what is that movie in the Clone Wars? I didn't like Boba Fett as a kid. So, just that matter. It's from the Space Knight. All right, oh, we got two Rom the Space Knights versus. Okay, so uh, three people Rom the Space Knight versus Boba Fett. Sean, what was yours officially again? Boba Fett. Boba Fett. So we got two Rom, one Boba Fett. Gene, what do you think? Well, tell you what, Sean, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you that Boba Fett's armor is stronger. Because I do believe a lightsaber can cut through Wolverine's claws. So, yes, Boba Fett's armor is stronger. However, Rom's armor is self-repairing. So any damage it takes, it immediately starts to repair. So yeah, I but w- you're fucking cut in half, dude. <laughs> yes, okay. wow. You get cut in the fucking half. Your armor ain't got to, like, what are you going to, like, an earthworm? You're going to have two ROMs to Space Knight now? Who, who's... Each one's a little bit shorter. Like so is Boba Fett Fett. using a lightsaber against ROM at this point? Yeah, where did that come from? He does, have a, he does have a lightsaber. He's one of the few Jedis that can wield a lightsaber, and that's part of canon from the books. From the books? Wait, wait. Boba Fett's the not books a Jedi, don't exist though. anymore. No, he, he's taking lightsabers off of dead Jedi. Oh, okay. So he has lightsabers. And he's one of the few non-Force adept uh, folks in the Star Wars expanded universe that can wield a lightsaber. I okay. Saw, I saw Han Solo wield it. So now that we're talking about weaponry, in order to wield said lightsaber, you have to get close to him. Mm-hmm. Before you get close to him, you're banished to limbo. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You could use that uh, Phantom Zone projector that fucking Rom has. (laughs) Yeah, basically. And send him to Wraith World. (laughs) So, I know I don't have a list. He always comes back, right? Who does? Who comes back? Boba Fett. No. They are talking about Jesus for a second. (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't come back yet either. We're all fucked if he he does. Who wins in a fight? Jesus, Rom, or Boba Fett? Or is this like the start of a joke, that's like a... Jesus, Rom, and Boba Fett walk into a bar? <laughs> that's, a trick, that's a trick question. Again. Well, Jesus I is self-repairing, too, so. <laughs> Boba Fett is Jesus. <laughs> that will be the next storyline for Marvel. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what, what's that? Aside from Thor being female? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Oh, boy. Wow, holy segue, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Gene, you're giving it to Rom. I'm going to give it to Rom, yes. Okay, so it's down to me because it's 2-2. Yeah. Two, two. Yeah. Um, oh, no, like... no, it's 3-1. No, right it's 3-1. Oh, so three of you said Rom, one of you said Boba Fett. Yes. Wow, so, so my opinion doesn't really matter. But you're going to give it anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, because my oh. opinion's the only one that counts. Oh, yeah, I said it. Um, I think, you know, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, um, just from the power sets we both described, 
all things being equal, you gotta you gotta give it to Rom. If or nothing else, use phantom zone projector and Oh oh hey. hold on, hold on, you're you're going robotic here. <laughs> why don't you why don't you try that again? Start over from where? Uh from you gotta give it to Rom. All right. So I think I gotta give it to Rom here because if you all things being equal and you look at power sets, you look at skill sets, you know, it's just on weapons versus weapons. Boba Fett's weapons are cool, but they're not as powerful as Rom's are. And of course, Rom has that Phantom Zone projector where he can just, you know, zap you and you know, off you go to Wraith World to spend the rest of your life in front of that black sun. And this isn't the black sun from the expanded universe. <laughs> no. Or the black hole sun. Let it come. Let it come. Sean, what is that song I'm thinking of? Yeah, Black Hole Sun by yeah. uh, Sound Guy. Right. Right. So, all right. So I guess uh, I guess in this round, Rom beats pretty pretty solidly Boba Fett. Right now. Wow, yeah. guy, it's amazing how so many people could be so wrong. Or <laughs> <laughs> just one. It's true, it's true. And if you disagree with us as a listener, uh, again, you can suck my balls because <laughs> you should have written in to give us your opinion ahead of time, but you didn't. So make sure you listen real close and take your pencil and write down the matches at the end of this podcast so that you can write in with your opinions and maybe, just maybe, Gene will read them because I don't care. <laughs> All right, well, since we finished that undercard, why don't we take another quick break, and then we will be back with our title bout. I have called you all here today at the behest of Don DiManzo to discuss the expansion of our Jersey territory. Our Don has seen an opportunity to move into Atlantic City at an event called AC Boardwalk Con, which will be happening May 14th through the 17th, 2015. Don DiManzo has asked that some of our made men attend this convention and convince the locals to try two true freaks. Joining me, Gene Hendricks, on this trip will be my Quantum Cast cohort, Jeff Fishman. Chris Tyler, the hair metal hero, will be representing the Boston arm of the family, while Scott McGregor will be representing the New York branch. Our capo, Chris Honeywell, will also be there to provide some added persuasion. Your Don has asked that any of his loyal friends in the area come and pay their respects to this new endeavor. He reminds you that all the information on the event can be found at doacbc.com. That's doacbc.com. Come help us make Atlantic City an offer they can't refuse. Is everyone happy with the direction we're going so far? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you, I listened to my old podcast with Gene, and I just laughed my little ass off while I'm driving <laughs> around. Like, I just find myself hysterical. <laughs> I have that same problem. That's why I can't listen to my own shows. <laughs> 
Alright. So, you want me to do the uh, the Unicron one, then you come in with uh, Galactus? Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's okay. Cool. Alright, here we go. <clears throat> and we're back. And in our title match, we have Unicron versus Galactus. Now, for those of you not in the know, here's a little background on Unicron. Unicron is the planet-sized Transformer, first seen in Transformers the Movie, 1986. In that film, we see that he can transform from a planet into a gigantic robot, shoot I-beams, devour other planets by actually physically munching on them, and change and empower other Transformers, like he changed Megatron into Galvatron and gave him a much cooler voice, in my opinion. Yeah. In the Marvel Comics series, Unicron was said to be one of the primal beings embodying the Transformers version of Chaos, while his twin Primus embodied Order. In one version of the story, he even predates the current universe, being the cause of the destruction of the previous universe. Unicron was ultimately defeated when Rodimus Prime opened the Autobot Matrix of Leadership, which contained the essence of Primus. Like matter meeting antimatter, this caused a chain reaction that destroyed Unicron's body, leaving his head in orbit of Cybertron. Next. (laughs) Oh, is that how you're going to introduce me? (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, Gene, that was really well thought out, really well put together. I, on the other hand, don't give as many shits as you do, so I'm going to just fumble through this. Galactus. What's that? Wikipedia, here we come. (laughs) No, 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 this is the Marvel Wiki. Oh, Um, I'm sorry. (laughs) Galactus, whose real name is Galen, is the last sole survivor of the universe that existed prior to the current universe. Originally, Galactus was a humanoid named Galen who was born on the planet Ta, a paradise-like world whose civilization is said to have been the most advanced of any in the known universe at that time. However, the universe was in the final stages of collapse. All the matter of the universe was plunging towards a central point where it was collapsing into a new cosmic egg. Galen, a space explorer, was dispatched to travel the cosmos to find a means of saving Ta, but he found none. The radiation eventually killed off all but a tiny fraction of the population of Ta. Knowing their deaths were inevitable, Galen proposed to the remaining survivors that they die gloriously by piloting one of their starships through and into the cosmic egg. As the starship containing Galen and his fellow survivors approached the focal point of the Big Crunch, the heat and radiation killed all the passengers except for Galen, who strangely found himself filled with new energy. At the moment, Gal- at that moment, Galen's universe met its end. The Phoenix Force amassed the positive emotions of all living beings in the cosmos to preserve them from eternal damnation, enabling the sentience of the universe, which is the previous universe's equivalent of eternity, to meet with Galen. Within the cosmic egg, the sentience of the universe revealed itself to Galen and informed him that though they both would die in the final moments of the universe, they would both survive through a joint heir born into the next universe. The sentience of the universe let the mortal Galen gestate within it, and thus Galactus, the devourer of worlds, was conceived. So, Galactus 
is the last survivor of the previous universe and is merged with the embodiment of that universe, the equivalent, uh, equivalent of eternity in our Earth 616 from the Marvel Universe, and the Phoenix Force. So you can't get much powerful than that. Galactus has been described as a force of nature. His job is to go through the universe and eat planets. He has a spaceship named Tatu who, that is the size of an entire solar system. He creates heralds, like the Silver Surfer, among many others, to help him find planets. And if we go through his power sets, immortality, god-level strength, god-level stamina, god-level speed, invulnerability, energy discharges, energy absorption, size alterization, adapted appearance. Because, by the way, we see him as a giant humanoid in purple armor, but that's just because what our tiny little caveman brains can conceive of. Galactus is a force of nature, and so we as humanoids see him as a humanoid, and we see him as purple because that is the royal color in the human genome, so to speak. He can do molecular restructuring, changing and reshaping matter and the molecules at will, matter transmutation, teleportation, force fields, interdimensional and interstellar um, uh, portals, telepathy, telekinesis, cosmic awareness, which means you concentrate long enough anything, you'll get the answer. Creation, he can create sentient biological life out of nothingness. He can control the human mind and soul. He can recreate things by something that was destroyed. He could bring it back. And, of course, he can bestow power on other beings. And last but not least, he has the power cosmic. And what does the power cosmic do? The power cosmic does whatever the, power co the wielder of the power cosmic wants it to do. And then last but not least, if we want to just use a weapon, he has the ultimate nullifier. This weapon has the ability to destroy any target the wielder can mentally envision. In the hands of Galactus, due to his cosmic awareness, the ultimate nullifier is capable of destroying entire universes and even entire timelines from, being, from beginning to end. It was revealed in the Abraxas story arc that the ultimate nullifier may be an aspect of Galactus himself. So it's not really a weapon, it's just a projection of himself. So I don't know what you Transformer fanboys are going to say, but I'm telling you, hands down, Galactus wins this one. Who wants to go first? I don't even know why we're having this opinion. I don't even know why we're having this discussion. I mean, what you just read, Galactus can basically kill anybody he wants whenever he wants, at whim. Yes. So, like, you... Any, any planet, no, no planet stands a chance, regardless of uh, that planet's strength or intelligence, uh, even if it's like a robotic planet like Unicron. It doesn't, it doesn't stand a chance. Sean, that was the smartest thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a, be a better, like... A better battle would be uh, Galactus versus the Beyonder. The Beyonder would win, but yeah, okay, I'm with you. <laughs> and he'd win um, in style with those white pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Nero, what uh, do you think? I don't know. I'm I'm a Transformer fanboy, so I'd have to go with Unicron. And the reason why is 
Yes, I know, Galactus has all this superhuman power, all this greatness, and all this wonderfulness, and blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> Unicron basically was the creator of the universe, in that sense. Even in the Transformers Prime story arc, Unicron was deep-rooted in the Earth's crust and was around from the beginning of time to the beginning of ages to the beginning of everything. He is the force. He is not the force of nature. He is nature. Okay, so what you're saying to me is Galactus, although he survived the formation, formation event of the universe, Unicron helped to cause the formation of the universe. Some of the universe. And right. so that makes him more powerful. And since we've only, most of us have only seen the movie, we're only catching a mere glimpse of his power. Correct. Absolutely. Okay, that is a fair argument, and um, you know you gotta. You're wrong, but you gotta. <laughs> that makes sense. I could. I. You know what? That's a very, very valid argument because when we're also talking about weaknesses, Unicron, his weakness is his equal and opposite god, uh, Primus, whereas Galactus's weakness is not like fucking kryptonite or fire. <laughs> Like, he's hungry. Oh, I'm so <laughs> hungry. I'm going to get weaker, and, 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 and Reed Richards is going to be able to beat me. So what you're saying is that <laughs> the, the only weakness that Ult Unicron has is fucking Primus is equal God. And uh, Galactus, his weakness is that, that he gets a little peckish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and exactly. And, and even to say that Unicron is a big, huge, planet-sized robot. That is one formation of him. It's not really a matter of that's him and that's his body. Again, it could be the Galactus argument of, well, that's how we perceive him, or that's how he was perceived in the movie. Mm -hmm. But we've also been shown that you know, he is this force unknown to the universe of itself and powerful of its own. Hmm. Oh, boy. This, this one is actually, I think this one's tough. I really do, because... No one asked you. <laughs> fuck off, I'll leave. <laughs> but you're going to get my opinion anyway. Okay, now, I'm a, I am a G1... Gazar! Gazar. <laughs> uh, I, I, I am a G1 Transformers fan, and, uh, you know, the fact that, that Unicron was voiced by Citizen Kane means that he could probably eat everything in the universe, much like Galactus. <laughs> I half expected him to show up you know, talking about peas, but he, he doesn't. He just causes our previously PG characters to say, oh, shit, what are we going to do now? Uh, but he, here's the thing. Galactus, Power Cosmic, I, I don't know how you can argue against the Power Cosmic. What does every Megamaliac, I can't even talk tonight. What is Dr. Doom? <laughs> Dr. Doom and the Red Skull, what do they all want to get? They want to get the Power Cosmic, because they know if you get the Power Cosmic, you can't be touched at this point. Uh, and, you know, he, he packs his Snickers with them. He's good for, oh, he's good for the data, you know? I want to see that Snickers commercial. <laughs> yeah, right? That would be amazing. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> they won't do it. Make you a Butterfinger and have him fight Bart Simpson. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was yeah. Oh, remember Butterfinger BBs? Those things were amazing. Uh, 
I totally lost my train okay, of thought there. Butterfinger BBs versus Cadbury Cream Eggs. Cadbury <laughs> Cream Eggs. There is no argument. There you go. You uh, can have one a year, and then you go into diabetic coma. Hell yeah. That's yeah, all you eat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, here's, here's, here's my, my one uh, caveat with this. If it's the stupid fucking cloud from Rise of the Silver Surfer. Then <laughs> Unicron just sucks him up. He just does him like a bong hit, and then just exhales him. Done. Yeah, but uh, in, the, in the normal universe, Galactus all the way. That's why there's a big. There used to be a big G on his belt, for God. Uh, that's actually for Galactus. <laughs> God. Just, just saying, because you know. All right, so had we have Arabic we have blood. two Galactus. We have one Unicron. Gene, what do you think? I gotta agree with Chris. Power that's right. cosmic. Uh, it it can be anything. He can make the power cosmic into the essence of Primus. Bye bye, Unicron. That's right. Hmm. All right. All right. Well, you know, I got to agree with all the points. I was firmly on the Galactus side when we started, but but Nero had a very good point, and, and I, I don't want to discount that. I think if all wrong, things... but it's a good point. Well, yeah, it's wrong, <laughs> but it was a good point. Listen, that's much better than you've ever done before. <laughs> Is that wrong? Did I go too far? Um, so you hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Have a Snickers. You're not you when you're hungry. <laughs> I think. I think what would turn like all things being equal. If I want to turn the tide, I have to look back to how Galactus beat Ego, the Living Planet. Because you figure Ego, the living planet, is a living planet. Unicron is a living planet. Galactus just installed some rocket boosters on one of the continents on Ego that just propelled him through space helplessly. And it's no muss, no fuss. Ego, you're out of my hair. And I didn't even have to kill you to do it. I just, you know, solved the problem. So I think that... If we're trying to find real comparisons between uh, between storylines, between uh, uh, properties here, if Galactus can defeat Ego, the living planet, then Galactus should also be able to defeat Unicron. So by my count, we have one, two, three, four for Galactus, one for Unicron. Galactus is the winner. Does anyone else have anything they want to add to this argument, except for how much Nero sucks? I don't have anything to add to the argument, but I do have a request for one listener in particular. Mr. Jason Trenner, also known on Facebook as Fanboyamus Prime, is mm -hmm. the resident Two True Freak expert on all things Transformers. I would like to hear his opinion on this bout. Is he online? Uh, not at the moment. Well, then tough fucking shit, dude. Oh. He's missed his chance. He had he could have called in and written in like every one of the other fans of this uh, podcast, and they didn't. Well, I want to hear him write in even after this goes up. All right, Me too. that's fine. You're not going to read it. I'm going to read it. All right. That's right. You, you, you'll, you'll give me the gist of it. <laughs> well, that, I mean, hell, if you're going to call out, call out every single Transformer fanboy, and they'll tell you the opposite that you're wrong. So, all know. right, well, well th this is but I always thought Transformers fans were intelligent and literate, so they should see that Galactus has to be the winner. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Kill him with cactus. I, I, I used got... to have space in the inbox. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, if you disagree, we'd love to hear from you. And by love, I mean indifferent. <laughs> so let's um let's so take another your break. complaints to Gene Hendricks at no <laughs> quantum.bands at yahoo.com. <laughs> <laughs> so uh let's take a break and we'll come back. We'll talk about what next week's or excuse me, next podcast's matchups are gonna be. And uh, we'll sign off for the evening. All right. Oh, oh, feels good. Hello, sweetie. My name is Aaron Moss, a.k.a. Head. I love Star Wars, comic books, movies, reading, comedy, and most things geeky. Come join me monthly. Well, mostly monthly, as I talk about the things I like and a few of the things I hate. Where you may ask, why I'm at Head Speaks. I can be found on iTunes under Head Speaks and at my website at headspeaks.com and then click on Headcasts. Also, you can find me on Facebook and Google Plus, both under Head Speaks. Come, take a listen. This podcast is not endorsed or affiliated by Kid and Play. No, that would be cool, huh? I'll go ahead and let Kid and Play finish the promo out. Welcome back. Now, as you know, we're going to keep doing these special Comic Book Fight Club episodes. And here are the four... Count them four bouts for the next one. We're going to start off with uh, lightweights, the Snorks versus the Smurfs. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Are we really doing that? Yes, we're really doing that. All right. All, All right. right. Of course, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> then we're going to go a little bit up in the weight class, and we're going to have Mephisto versus... John Constantine the Hellblazer. No reaction to that. I think it's a good one. It's a good one. It is a good one. That's a good one. All right. Then we're going to have one that's, it's going to, I'm going to be frank here. It's going to raise Jif's blood pressure a little bit, but this is, this is pandering to the fans. It's going to be Dr. Doom versus Batman. Oh, God damn. I hate fucking Batman. <laughs> All right, assholes. If you're going to write in, like, it's not a popularity contest, right? And Batman didn't know about it six months in advance and prep <laughs> anything. Um, but I, I do like this one. And, and I'll tell you why, Gene, because if there is a forward thinking, uh, proactive uh, person in the Marvel Universe, on the same level as Batman with a whole bunch of wonderful toys. Hmm. It's going to be Dr. Doom. And quite frankly, I wish Dr. Doom were my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Plus Dr. Uh, Doom doesn't hate you like Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And for the title bout next time, the main card we have, the Hulk from World War Hulk 
versus the Monster Doomsday. That's good. That had better be on a dead planet because that's going to kill a lot of stuff. Oh, that's not as much fun. No, no. It's in Metropolis. <laughs> so, remember, write in to quantum.bands at yahoo.com with your picks for those four bouts. And now, as a special added bonus, we have a, another feature we like to, to bring to your attention. Jeff, what do we got for the lovely listeners? I'm sorry, Gene. I wasn't listening. I was reading something. <laughs> why would, why would he listen to me? No, no, no. I wasn't prepping for the rest of it. What are we doing? <laughs> Give me the lead in again. Give me the lead in again. I'm sorry. Our next special feature, what do we have for the lovely listeners, Jeff? Oh, just to round out our, our, our the lovely podcast we put together for you guys, which I hope you guys are enjoying listening to as much as we are cutting it, is we're going to do Mary Boff Kill. So we're going to go around, and each one of our guys here is going to mention three individuals. And you have a choice. You can marry that individual. You can boff that individual. I don't know why I'm using the word boff when we've already said the word fuck like six. <laughs> <laughs> or kill. It's cheeky. So your personal preference, are you going to marry that person, make sweet, sweet love to the other person, and kill the third person, and what order do you rank them in? So, Sean, I think you have our first one. Uh, yeah, uh, I, hope you, I hope you guys do this. Your choices are <laughs> marry, fuck, kill, Aunt May. Oh, 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 it gets better. Oh, fuck. Oh, We're gonna fuck Aunt May. <laughs> Agatha Harkness. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and Katie Power. And if you don't know who Katie Power is... Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Oh, ah, 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 No! No! She, oh, I tap she, out. I tap out. You are a sick, out. sick man. I'm not familiar with the last one. I need. I might have to hit Google image search here. Yeah. Katie, Power, Katie Power is the youngest member of the Power Pack. Oh, fuck you, and, dude. <laughs> I'm fucking you. In, 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 issue one, in issue one, I believe she's five years old. So uh, what year was issue one? Um, what, uh, 80, I don't know, 87, 88? 84. So she's legal now. <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, uh, let's, let's go vintage Katie. <laughs> let's go vintage Katie. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Right off the bat? You're not even going to build up to it? All right, let's not even build up to it anymore. I'm killing the kid because fuck kids. I have no problem with kids being killed. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Agatha Harkness. Yeah, I guess I got to screw her. And then, no, you know what? Oh, it's so tough because I really want to kill Aunt May. <laughs> can I just can I can I can I fuck the 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 two that aren't kids into death? Will that count? <laughs> and I don't just, know. Can you? Oh, I can, but yeah. And then I'll and then I'll wait for the other one to grow up, and I'll be an old man. It'll be like Anna Nicole. Or what's his name? <laughs> That's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Uh, how, do you, wow. how do you follow that? How do you follow that, really? How do you? All right, so who wants to go next? Nero? <laughs> sure. 
Um, That's disgusting. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You couldn't start off with. All right, go ahead. Agatha Harkness, kill. Harkness, excuse me. Um, kill, waster, whatever. What do you want to do? Um, and Mary, Aunt May. Because she can wow. cook. Wow. She can cook. I tell you. <laughs> it's all about cooking. What's coming? It's all about the food. The only thing she knows how to make is wheat cakes. <laughs> wheat cakes. Yes, but they're really good wheat cakes. <laughs> <laughs> They're the best like freaking wheat cakes you've ever second. had. I can't wait to hear you say part number three. And part number three, well, what else is there? Oh, no, he's actually going to say it. I'm going to, well, yeah, let's go for it. Why the hell not? Let's get all the little uh, child helpful people, whatever, just get them all up in arms. The kitty power gets the rod. <laughs> Spare the rod. Wow. wow. The, the opinions Spare of Miro are not necessarily those of two true freaks. <laughs> did you really make a Spare the Rod Spoil the Child reference? I did, I yes. Did. All right, so I'm going to say it's my turn. Okay. Um, how old is Powerpuff Chick? Five. Oh, God. <laughs> are we in a cult? The other, the other two are so old, dude. All right, so here's what I would do. Um, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to, because I don't want a child bride. And, uh, I I can't go to jail for that again. I, I mean, I don't want to go to jail for that at all. Uh, I'm gonna say kill Katie Power. Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna have to fuck Aunt May. And I would marry Agatha Harkins only because she's wealthy, and sooner or later she's gonna kick the bucket. That's good. Okay. Right? I mean, it's the only way you can go. Chris, yeah. your turn. I don't know. Aunt Chris already went. I already went. You did? <laughs> oh, yeah. I first said kill the kid. But... All right. All right. So, uh, um, what about Gene? Uh, Nero. Uh, yeah, Gene, no, it's your my, turn. My turn. All right. Well, Quasar. I'm, I'm going I'm to have to move to Utah and marry Katie Power because I can't kill her. And I can't <laughs> do anything else with her. Yeah, freaking kill Aunt May. Yeah, and because Agatha Harkness is a witch, she can make an illusion spell, so it looks like I'm not fucking a, a, an old hag. Plus, she's gonna be still a killing. <laughs> All, right, All right, that's good. Now, Sean, what was? Oh, well, I guess yeah, Sean. What what would you do? What, what's what's yours? Uh, well, it's, it's so. I mean, it's so tempting to say Bob Katie Power because of like all the noises you, that she would make. You can't do that. So I, I, I guess I'd have to kill Katie. Um, I, I, I guess the Harkness can, can change her uh, appearance, like Jean said. Um, so I, would, I guess I would uh, uh, bop Agatha Harkness and then marry Anthony. All right. You're, you're, wait a minute sec, for a second, though. Yeah. When yeah. you wake up in the morning, when you wake up in the morning... I'll just tell you, the illusion's going to be gone. <laughs> Bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? It's, it's like a night of drinking. You wake up the next morning, you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, but that oh, was no, only man. Once. Game over. Game over. <laughs> and, and worse yet, you remember it. You know, you know what, though? In real life, I think I've woken up next to worse. <laughs> 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 so, 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even admit that, dude. Oh, God. Not at all. All right, so... <clears throat> I, I, How do you can, follow that? Can we move on? Like, <laughs> okay, we, we have to. How do you follow that? You, you really... I hate you guys. I really, I really fucking hate you guys. I hate you. Uh, Chris, you got one. Go I got ahead. one. I, I got one. This one won't be. They're throbbing cock. I mean, what? what? Matt, what? Hey. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I have a cold. <laughs> Mine is not as bad. <laughs> now. Picture, picture this. Open your mind, Quig. Uh, a trip to the 24th century. Uh-huh. All right. We are getting on the NCC-1701E. Dr. Pulaski, Troy, Crusher. Go. Oh, my God. That's a tough one. <sighs> wait, wait, wait. Wesley Crusher? <laughs> uh, you know, you can be. <laughs> Wait, okay, so let's. So, how do you want to add Troy and Wesley Crusher? Dr. Pulaski and the most useless character outside of Chicote. <laughs> Chicote. <laughs> yeah, with the fucking Chicote speeches, you know, about morality and horseshit. I'd fuck Chicote. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> no, alright, so kill Pulaski. Fuck Crusher because she's passable. Marry Troy because you would think that, you know, you would get multiple sessions out of that. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only way. Okay. That's my answer. Who's next? I'll go next. I'm going to kill Pulaski. Like the character, but that's the only option here. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck Crusher, no, Wesley Crusher. No, fuck the Anna Troy because yeah. I wouldn't. I would marry Crusher because I wouldn't be asked about my friggin' feelings every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Sean. Um. Yeah, kill Doctor Pulaski. Uh. I, you know, I, I like Gene's answer. I, I would, I would uh, fuck Troy and uh, um, marry uh, marry uh, uh, Crusher. Same reason. <laughs> Who's <Zero>. like? <laughs> okay, well, I'm pretty much going along the same lines. Kill Pulaski. Fuck Deanna Troy, because help. Even in a previous, L- she used to be a freaking porn star. No. So that would be a fucking ass, good-ass night. <laughs> and marry Dr. Crusher, because she'll just take care of you. You know, just like she does with her boy and with Jean-Luc. She doesn't take care of Jean-Luc, though. That's the problem. Well, she tries. That's the only problem? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, the fact that they never really resolved the Jack Crusher storyline was also kind of a problem, too. Uh, yeah. Now... Here's here's the thing. I got another dilemma here with with with, with the way I gotta go. Ah, I really, really, really want to sleep with Deanna Troy. Even nowadays, I think she still looks pretty damn good for a woman her age. Um, but but she can't live. She has to die. <laughs> she crashed the fucking ship. <laughs> there was nobody else on that bridge that could have flown the ship. 
Nobody well, else. To be fair, Riker told her to. Riker <sighs> said, "Deanna, take the helm. It's his." He wasn't talking about fault. the console. He was, well, she, he, he was supposed to. She was supposed to pick it up and leave. And by the he, way, that planet just came out of nowhere. All right, so, <laughs> it jumped right out in front of her. Oh God! It cut her off. Okay, it cut her off. <laughs> the whole damn planet cut her off. Yeah, you know, and then, and then Riker made a joke out of it at the end. He's like, "It's Jazz Man," you know, because that's all he did on the show. I, I love Riker. Uh, Deanna dies. Crusher. I don't know. It's a tough call. I'm I'm fucking Doctor Pulaski. She can take her teeth out and do stuff. So. <laughs> oh man! Just... She was on. Remember when she was on original Trek? Oh yes, both times. Smoke show. Chris, Chris, you disgust me. You just disgust. Good. Wow. I'm glad. Wow. I'm not the one who wanted to fuck a kid, so. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'll take the old lady. I like you know they've been around the block a few times. She knows what she's doing. You know. It, it, you know, and th- didn't they put her through the transporter and reconstitute her? Reconstitute her, you know, 40 years younger. That's what you can do. So I guess that leaves me with uh, marrying the Ginger Minge. Um, yeah, I mean, it would be sort of a loveless marriage, but, you know, if I scrape my knee, she could take care of me. Yeah, fuck you, Deanna Troy. <laughs> you kill off Deanna just because she crashed the ship. No, it's because she's a useless character. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> wow. Wow. That just killed everything, didn't it? Wow. <laughs> I, I got nothing. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing. <clears throat> okay. Right in, people. So is it, is it my turn? Can I go now? Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> All right. Marry, fuck, kill. Magic from the New Mutants, Ilyana Rasputin, in full demon sorceress half, you know, demon mode where she's just a psychopath and likely to chop you with her soul sword in the middle of whatever. (laughs) Hillary Clinton. Oh, God. Oh, Oh, Jesus. Or... Daredevil's on again, off again, girlfriend, Karen Page, but after she has full blown AIDS. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's All right. Bro. I'll jump on this grenade. <laughs> I know you will. I know you will. Go I ahead, would brother. Go ahead. Uh, Hillary Clinton, right between the eyes. Bullet. 50 cal sniper rifle. I don't give a fuck. Right. You need to yeah. die. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm banging the demon. Banging okay. the demon. And, uh, you know, she's got AIDS. Karen, I'll, you know, she ain't going to live that long, so it won't bother me that much. I mean, I'm not going to okay. eat off of anything she's eaten off of or take a shower <laughs> and take a shower, but I won't even shower with her. But, it, you know, you didn't say I had to do any of that. I just had to marry her. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Oh, fair she's enough. fucking dead anyway. Already, isn't she? Ah, yeah, whatever. Bullseye. <laughs> Gene? Oh, son of a bitch. Um, I'm going to have the exact same answer as Hero, actually. That's right. <laughs> I I can deal with a half-demon. Could be a little kinky. You never know. Oh, it'd be wild. It'd be so good. Just because you marry her 
Doesn't mean you have to have any kind of contact with her. Like a real marriage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Says the man's not married. And yeah, Hillary's got to die. I'm sorry. I'm sick of her. <laughs> she hasn't even run for president yet. I don't want her to run for freaking president. I'm no Clintons or Bushes in the next election, please. Sean. Uh, so hard. Yeah. You are so hard. I mean, as I turn it on, I mean, the first thing, uh, of course, the first thing is you want to fuck the demon, but uh, he's thinking about it. He's like, oh, let, me, let me roll crafts with my dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna hold okay. on. Uh, let, let, let's 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 just put the girl out of her misery. We'll kill the kill the AIDS victim. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think we're gonna get some hate mail on that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hillary Clinton, what do you do with her? Um, we only got two options left, dude. Yeah, I, I, I guess I guess you gotta. Uh, I wouldn't marry her. She's broke. Yeah, I, she might still be fun in the sack though. She's got a lot of, lot of like, like build up repression that she needs to get out. I don't know, <laughs> man. Bill went somewhere else too. So, uh, <laughs> I yeah, I, I, I just uh, gotta say, uh, this podcast I, is getting ridiculous. I, 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 I fuck Hillary. I, I fuck Hillary. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then marry the demon. Ooh. All right. Okay, Nero. Well, I think I have to go the same way that Chris and Gene went. I've got to do. Fuck the demon, blow away Hillary Clinton, because, and I don't mean just blow away, I mean, like, a couple of <laughs> shots, not even, not even one shot between the eyes, but I'm talking, like, machine gun rifle cut in half, oh you know, goodness. blown away. Someone has a little repressed anger here. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and, of course, marry Karen Page. It's nice to see Karen's going to get taken care of by us. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. It's nice. All right. So it's down to me. I think I would kill Karen Page because we need to purify this situation. Is that your answer to the problem? <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, 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 uh, it's uh, sterilization. Um <laughs> I think okay, I would, Hitler. I would, <laughs> holy crap! I would fuck Hillary Clinton just to teach her a lesson. There you go. Oh, I and like then that. And I would, and then I would, I would marry uh, Ileana Rasputin because I, I think my love could change her. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever said out loud. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I hate you guys for making me do this. <laughs> You're welcome. Katie oh. Powers. You're an asshole. <laughs> you are an asshole. <laughs> and we'll be right back. My name is Michael Bailey, and I am a terrible geek. I don't watch Doctor Who. I don't care for anime. I've never seen any of the Harry Potter films, much less read the books. I like Star Wars and Star Trek okay, but I've never really ventured far into the extended universes of either property. 
Hell, I have never even watched a single episode of The Walking Dead. So what do I like? Comic books. I have been reading and collecting comic books since 1987, and I have been a fan of superheroes for as long as I can remember. Some would consider this a hobby, but I prefer to look at it as what it truly is, a crippling addiction that I may never recover from. To deal with this borderline personality disorder, I started a podcast in 2007 called Views from the Long Lost. Every two weeks, or so, depending on real life, I pick a particular series or issue or character or whatever to talk about, and then I, well, well I talk about them, because that's kind of the point of a podcast. Sometimes I'm alone. Sometimes I have a guest, like my semi-regular co-host, The Irredeemable Shag, or my other semi-regular co-host, Thomas DJ, or with another friend from the podcasting world. The show is located at www.viewsfromthelongbox.com, and from there you can find the iTunes link, the email address, as well as the backlog of episodes. Views from the Longbox. A podcast about comics, or a desperate cry for help? You decide. Every other Tuesday, or so, depending on real life, at www.viewsfromthelongbox.com. <laughs> okay, we've been doing this 15-minute podcast for two hours now. <laughs> I think it's I think it's time to call it. <laughs> call it. It's officially dead. It's officially over. Okay, as you could tell, our brains melted on that last segment, so we're going to end the episode here. However, if you should have any opinions as to what you think of the episode as a whole, any of the bouts we have coming up, you can send those to quantum.bands at yahoo.com. At least I'll read them for you. And we will see you next time on another Comic Book Fight Club.